Welcome to the podcast Life of Emerald. We all have mental and physical health. You know they go both hand in hand. They are connected. But how we as society stigmatize mental health to our detriment? Let's talk about it. You're listening to the podcast Life of Emerald. I'm your host, Kate. We are a spiritual organization empowering millennials and Generation X to stand up to the universal truth grounded in oneness with the creation based on law of peace harmony be true to yourself we balance the science and spirituality modern innovation and ancient wisdom shall we normalize mental health in 2022 this is a global movement make mental health normal our honorable guest today is guru khan guru is a multi-awarded international filmmaker writer holistic specialist, gender and animal rights activist, public speaker, and high-level conference organizer. I'm honored to introduce and interview filmmaker, Guru. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Kate. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you on Clubhouse, and I remember you speaking eloquently about emotional intelligence. So love to understand your philosophy and practical wisdom. Let's get started. What's your view on mental health in general? So Kate, that's a very interesting question because I think everybody in their life has experienced some level of mental health imbalance. And by that, I'm not talking about necessarily extremities. I mean, you know, when we grow up, at least in my parents' generations and before that, um, there was a lot of strictness, wasn't there, in the way people were raised and, and uh, you were stopped from saying certain things or f- prevented from doing certain things. There were a lot of stigmas attached to things, even things like intermarriage. So that mental health also, uh, when you look at it from the past perspective, could be due to a lot of restrictions that create anxiety or depression in people going through those things. If I look at today, you know, mental health issues are so broad ranging. And again, they can, you know, range from depression, uh, anxiety, sort of a loss, feelings of loss, like bereavement, loss of a home, loss of, um, you know, people from your life, um, right through to the more serious forms of mental health, really. And the bottom line is, because of the global scenario around uh, COVID and the wars that are happening, I think people are all experiencing it in some way, shape or form, even if it's subtle. I think everybody has had levels of worry and and, uh, trauma associated around all of this. So yes, we all, we are all in quote unquote victims of sort of mental health issues currently, I think. I like how you sort of showed how there are different spectrum of mental health, including anxiety, depression, and also grief. And could you say that feeling a little bit of irritation goes under the category of mental health? What do you say? No, I mean, listen, we're human. We've got such a wide range of emotions and we feel everything from anger to love to irritation to jealousy. I mean, these are all part of what we're made up of, right? I do believe that within this lifetime, you know, we're not just uh, the the physical form. You know, we, we are a complicated map 
of everything that exists, you know. So I do believe that the highest potential, as well as the lowest, most basic animalistic, and even beyond just animalistic, the, the lowest, the most evil things you can think of, exist in every human being. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's activated, right? People have a choice. Sometimes they don't have a choice and those things override. And often when people try to go into that, they, they say, well, maybe it's karmic. Well, we don't know. Or maybe there's just a chemical imbalance which gives rise and activates those aspects of people due to sort of trauma that occurred uh, within their lifetime or just from a chemical imbalance. So to be honest with you, it's very normal to feel things like irritation and stuff because what that does is it navigates us to the things that we do want. If something irritates us, it's a sign that we don't want to have that particular issue or person or situation as it is. And therefore, we're activated to sort of deal with it, you know, either by applying a positive attitude towards it and transforming it or to move away from it. So, no, I, I think mental health is definitely a state of mind that can keep us very stuck um, and sometimes beyond our control until others step in to facilitate us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, love to get to know you more. What's your one personal story pertaining to mental health which has shaped your life view today? Could you be a little bit vulnerable with us? Yes, I can, of course. So, Kate, um, when we talk about mental health, I mean, I, there one time in my life I went through what I call the dark night of the soul. I don't want to go too much into that because that was like 20 years ago, but I do believe that was the point of my transformation into working more powerfully with, you know, holistic things and doing the things that I'm doing today. But if I just look back over the last two years, I lost about 13 very close people to me. I lost my mother, my grandmother, you know, other aunts and cousins and friends, very, very close to me. And so there was a big grieving process, obviously, which I'm still in. But, um, yeah, it does create feelings of, um, because it was all happening during the whole COVID period, of course it affected my mental health in the sense that I was going through grief and then you feel a sense of abandonment because, you know, your your mother's left you, the, the one woman that you've been so close to your whole life, right, and your grandmother and, and your other friends and those feelings arise in you, sadness, um, sort of fears. It's a very normal process, I think. So I would say that over the last two years, yes, indeed, my mental health was impacted by bereavement and loss. Thing which then taught me resilience, you know, and understanding and, and enabled me to go deeper into myself and further really connect in with the sort of eternal nature of life because I do feel that though people are not here on a physical level um, they're very much there their consciousness is alive and I do feel the spirit of my ancestors and my loved ones around me so I kind of compensate psychologically with that kind of truth and activating that realization within me Well, I'm speechless what you've gone through during COVID-19. Um, thanks for sharing that with us. Thank you. Yeah.
Okay, so what a hopeful message when you say that when people leave, they are also in spirit form and the ability to connect with them in the spirit realm, also in this physical realm as you are a surviving member of your family, is a unique perspective. Now let's get to the practical aspects. What has helped you practically get through the mental health challenges? Yeah, absolutely. Such a big question because really, you know, many people, they have one loss and it can take a couple of years to, to sort of really get through the cycles of grief, uh, such as your mother, the most important uh, woman in my life. And I think in most people's lives, of course, really, because of that totally unique bond and the role of mother and child. But, you know, I had a succession of them and I, I knew at one point I could, in the beginning, it was so shocking and uh, going through the death process with her and with my grandmother and, you know, actually being with them when they died was very, very, um, you know, I would get uh, flashbacks later. I found that the most important way for me to deal with the overwhelming nature of emotion was to connect with nature sounds funny but in may when this um last in 2020 i should say which was about a couple of months after um you know both of my mother and my grandmother passed before everybody else was passing as well it was very very hot in the uk and my mother was an amazing gardener and i was kind of didn't really do too much of it suddenly i developed this passion for gardening and i would be planting so many bulbs and things because I was I felt like I was sowing life where life was lost and also immersing myself in creativity where I felt that I needed to move that energy so I would still be counseling other people you know through my holistic work and I would still be trying to create projects on paper or in my mind or have meetings because that's what kept me from falling into a place of the past you know just like remembering the past and staying in that for a long period. I stayed with the present and tried to look forward to the future. So yes, I was always juggling up the timeline of past, present, future. But in doing so, that also enabled my emotions to be balanced. Of course, you have your moments and you have days where you're completely just in tears and you feel so upset. But that was my lifeline, focusing on nature, planting things, staying out in nature, going for long walks, doing, you know, meditating, feeling the sun, listening to the birds, allowing my present memories to merge with my past memories, you know, as well. And just trying to focus on well, how will my life be, you know, two years from now, three years from now, I'm bound to lose many more people. How will I cope through that? And I thought the only way to stay afloat is to engage with people, to facilitate and help other people. So on Clubhouse, I was holding rooms on uh, pain, grief and trauma, where we were listening to stories of people even worse off than me coming out of wars or, you know, just terrible things really put my own life in perspective. It gave me the strength to be there for other people as well. So yes, I do believe it's not about me. I do believe the universe or God or the divine or source or whatever you want to call that super intelligence was really guiding me and uh, protecting me. And I had a lot of support and wonderful things happen during that period, you know, from then up till now. 
which have enabled me to yeah just be able to flow with with creativity and be present and actually even feel joy you know like the joy of meeting wonderful new people through these social media apps having conversations with them and um learning new things like you know getting a little bit into painting and being inspired to cook new things yeah i feel very very blessed and i feel that a lot of things that i learned from my own holistic um journey with clients prior to that helped me like meditation like focusing like connecting in with my ancestors like understanding at least within my own realms that life is eternal do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't know what other people feel but that's what my innate understanding tells me that you know it's an eternal journey and we're just changing shape and form as we go through it yeah this is a a beautiful example of a story of resilience and i feel like your resilience comes from life wisdom perhaps an ancient wisdom that you may hold about what is the meaning of life the other side of life is death and the other side of death is life and picturing you gardening also smiling remembering your mother and the transfer of the memory into the flowers and birthing new reality in that sense is so beautiful mm. yeah I feel like when you help somebody like when you're helping clients we're also helping getting help in some ways Exactly. I do believe that. I think it's very cathartic when we listen to other people. So if we have our own grief and pain, we move away from the self. We understand that pain and grief and trauma is a collective thing. We all have to go through it at some point in our lives, you know. And if we're going through it and we connect with other people who have been who have experienced it or are experiencing it, then it is cathartic it helps you with your own inner understanding your own healing and as i said sometimes you see people with you know terrible things people who've had a car accident and lost half their limbs and to me i count my blessings that i have not had to go through something like that i have only just witnessed loss of people that i love which of course is painful because your life changes but I still have my health, I still have my faculties, I still have opportunity, I still have loving family and friends and I count myself as so very very grateful um and lucky to be able to be there for other people who may be having harder times than me. So yes, I do believe that if anybody's going through any difficulties in life one of the greatest things that we can do uh with you know mental health issues is to be available to other people uh because we all have strength that we don't even know that we have and it's interesting there was a, an experiment that was done with people who had depression and other mental health issues and they created a gardening project i only found out about this recently so i was laughing <laughs> when i saw it thought wow you know i automatically did that but they took people who were clinically diagnosed as depressed you know who were on medications and things and they created a as i said a garden project where they were supposed to dig a stream and put a bridge and put banks of flowers and rockeries and all sorts of things so they had that area of land and so there's probably about 10 people per two or three people who would guide them and be with them and uh, obviously be avid gardeners themselves so that apparently completely changed 
the mindsets of those people. They found it healing, A, because they had community love and support. But not only that, they had something outside of themselves to focus on. They were building, they were creators, which leads us back to the whole idea that actually we were born as co-creators, mini-creators. Our life is about creativity. And the more we immerse ourselves in being creative, the more we find we can channel ourselves into that kind of stuff and automatically the rougher edges of the pain that we feel through mental health issues can be eased when we feel a sense of community and camaraderie with other people in the same situation so yeah yeah that's what what i would say is really important to be available for things that will stimulate your creativity and be being available to other people. Absolutely. Well, there's a TED Talk speaker speaks about something very similar to what you mentioned. They did a study on two rats and one rat place where it was barren and had drug as a water. And then the second environment, the second rat had lots to do in that environment with the drug. And they found out that the second rat did not take drug because it was involved in activities. So what you're talking about, the importance of community is really healing for us. Beautiful. Exactly. And I found Clubhouse was very cathartic for me, meeting so many people, being able to have normal conversations in a setting where we couldn't really do this in real life due to COVID, Omicron, whatever happening at the time, restrictions, not being able to meet people. Yeah, I found that holding conversation and sharing interests and sharing about life issues was definitely so important to keep you connected to others to the collective yeah very important (laughs) and you do so beautifully well what's your six word story you like our audience to take with today life is always a blessing Mm. that's it really i can only think of it in that context it's always a blessing whichever way you look at it whether you're going through hardship or great things, the fact that we even have life and we have choice gives us that blessing. We are blessed, blessed to be able to experience and witness and have the opportunity to transform, to learn, to grow. It's always there, right? (laughs) Such a blessing Uh, to speak with you (laughs) and about this topic. And I also really feel blessed um, doing this project here. How do our audience get in touch with you? So yes, they can get in touch with me via one of my websites, which is the Holistic Therapies website that I have, and it's www.allowmiracles, with an S at the end, .com, www.allowmiracles.com. I use a lot of different healing modalities with my clients, ranging from counselling on the phone right through to coaching and uh, physical things such as using scalar wave light therapy to cure sort of inflammation pain reset and reboot the body completely natural but it's working with uh, obviously scalar wave so we're talking about quantum principles really mm-hmm. it's very much connected to using light waveforms that discovered by tesla 
And uh, to be honest with you, it's had profound effects and I've used it consistently. And it helped me even during the last period or so. Using it relaxes me. I know that it's helping me to release toxicity from the body, uh, rebalance my cells and just rebalance everything. That's uh, been very powerful. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your ancient wisdom with us and the story of resilience on how you overcame um, losing loved ones, mom and grandmother and many more in, in the span of short time during COVID and also introducing to our audience about this scalar wave quantum light therapy. Thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Always a joy to share with people and uh, I hope that I will connect more with you, Kate, because you're such a bright, lovely soul and I'm so happy to connect with you outside of that app. So thank you for giving me the privilege of being able to share with you. Thanks for joining us today, empowering millennials and Generation X to stand up to what's normal. I appreciate your time. This is an episode series, Make Mental Health Normal with Life of Emerald, advocating for listeners like you. For more information, subscribe to our community Instagram page at lifeofemerald underscore. Find us on LinkedIn at lifeofemerald. Finally, visit our homepage, lifeofemerald.com. Currently, we have 30-day happiness program. Visit us, lifeofemerald.com slash all-classes. Till next time, take care.